Welcome, everybody, back to another special edition of Down the Roads Podcast. We've had many guests on here today. Today, we got my buddy from high school, growing up in school, middle school as well. Got my buddy, Tyler. Tyler, how are you, man? I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. How about you? Dude, I'm good, man. I'm excited. Good. We got a really first all-UC podcast today, man. I'm glad that I got uh, my TJ sick, first and foremost. Uh, he's not going to be here today. He got the sick bug, so he'll be out for this one. But got my buddy Tyler here. Yep. So we'll be good. We're going to be talking all UFC fights. And um, without further ado, man, let's just jump right into it. So Saturday, we got a big card, UFC 271. I know you watched UFC 270. Um, but this one's going to be even a bigger card, some better fights on yeah, it than man. the last card. And the last three fights, man, are really just awesome. What do you think about this card kind of overall? Um, I think... I don't know. For for me, like the Jared Cannonier fight is really like bringing me in. Um, for some reason, like I feel like that's going to be like one of the fight of the nights because I mean, Jared Cannonier and Derek Brunson. I know Derek Brunson was more of like a you know like go to the judges type of fighter, but to me, Jared Cannonier is like really slept on. So you know, I I'm looking forward to that fight. Uh, the whole card honestly looks pretty uh pretty good. I think this is going to be one of the top cards of probably 2022. Just just. Just seeing these, so. Yeah, you made a good point, man. That Derek Brunson, Jaron Cannonier is probably the it's it was kind of looked at, but it's definitely the most underlooked because you got the two fights above it. So we're gonna yep. start actually with the Derek Brunson, Jared Cannonier fight. So Jared Cannonier is writing; he's the third ranked uh, middleweight, and Derek Brunson's the fourth mm. ranked. So Jared Cannonier is just writing a one fight win streak, and I just got some highlight wins for him. He's beaten David Branch. He beat Anderson Silva. He's beaten mm-hmm. Jack Manson. He beat. Uh, he actually lost to Robert Whitaker. Yep. Uh, so and then he beat Kelvin Gastelum. So he's writing this win off a unanimous decision win uh, over Kelvin Gastelum. And Derek Brunson, on the other hand, he's having uh, he beat Elias Theodoro, kind of a no name type of fighter. He mm-hmm. beat Ian Heinish, Edmund Shabazian. He beat Kevin Holland and Darren Till. So he's writing a five fight win streak in this fight. Do you think that Derek Brunson writing a five fight win streak compared to Jared Cannonier just writing a one fight win streak is going to kind of tell the difference in this fight? Because you think like he's got a little bit more uh, fire to his power. Uh, I, I really wouldn't say that Derek Brunson has too much of like an advantage. Um, I know the wrestling's a factor. Um, we know what, we know what Derek Brunson is going to go in there. He's going to want to take it to the ground. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I mean, it's not like Jared Cannonier is fighting slouches. Um, Robert Whitaker is right up there with Izzy. Um, Kevin Gastelum's right up there with Robert Whitaker and Izzy. So, I mean, it's not like he's fighting slouches. Um, Derek Brunson, I mean, the rest the wrestling man, like if if he gets you to the ground, it's gonna be really, really hard to get back up. And I don't I from uh Jared's last few fights, I don't think he has that good of a gas tank. So I mean, if if Derek can bring him into those later rounds, is it a three round or a five round? You know, I believe it's gonna be a three round. Uh, I mean that that's that's an advantage for uh Jared. Uh I mean, like he's not gonna have to save up all his energy because I like I said, I don't think Derek's gonna be able to get him out of there unless it's some sort of submission um but yeah jared jared being at three rounds is gonna have i think it's gonna be a good advantage for him i agree with you because jared he kind of gets people out of there quick and if it goes the distance as you mentioned his gas tank isn't as strong and Derek brunson actually has a lot coming in this mentally because he wants to crack at israel out of sound because mm-hmm. that was his last loss uh jared on the opposite hand had lost to whitaker that's his last loss so both yeah. of them have kind of a lot to fight for in this fight because the main event the winner of that fight one of them lost to one of them so it's just going to come down to who wants it more so mm-hmm. that leads us to your final prediction for the fight i'll go i think um since it is a three-round fight i'm gonna go jared cannonier i think he just has more power than brunson 
And if he can keep Brunson off of the wrestling, keep him away, and just keep it kind of a stand-up fight. Yeah. Derek Cannonier has one of the best middleweight kicks lately. We saw what he did to Anderson Silva, mm-hmm. we all know. Silva has kind of chicken, uh, not chicken legs, but more scrinier type from yeah, middleweight yeah. build and, and broke his leg. But just what Jared Cannonier is able to do with his power, I really think that it favors him in the three-round fight. Now, if this was a decision, as you said, you hit it right, right on point. If this was a decision fight, it kind of favors Brunson with cardio. But I'm going to go official prediction. I got Jared Cannonier winning. I think it's going to be a third-round TKO. How about so. you? Uh, I don't know. Because, uh, I mean, to be, to be honest with you, for me, it's kind of a toss-up. Um, when you think about how, like, how Jared's come from heavyweight all the way down to, to middleweight, it's, it's crazy. Like, and he keeps that power. A lot of people move down in weight and they don't keep that power, but Jared Kennedy keeps that power, man. And it's, it's really, it's really crazy to see, but um, I think I'm going to agree with you. I do think I'm going to agree with you. Um, I think, I think Derek Brunson's going to go for these takedowns pretty often. And I think uh, that's, that's what Jared's going to know. And I think he's going to be able to stop him. I think he's going to be able to keep it on the feet. And if it stays on the feet, it's not going to last very long. I agree with you 100%. So we both got Jared Cannonier winning. Moves us on to the co-main event. Co-main event's going to be a slugfest. This was added about not too long <sighs> ago. So I don't know how much this fight was in the works for, if it literally just got added or if they've, known, they've been in training knowing for a while. But uh, tied to Ivasa, ranked 11th in the heavyweight division, takes on Derek Lewis, third-ranked heavyweight. Um, we got 26-8 Derek Lewis record versus 14-3. and three, So a little bit of experience different, but tied mm-hmm. to is hotter. He's coming off a four-fight win streak, some noticeable names. He's beaten Stefan Struve, Harry Hunsucker, Greg Hardy, which mm-hmm. I'm glad he stopped the hype train of him, oh, and Augusto Sakai. And Derek Lewis is coming off of just a one-fight win streak, but some of the names he's beaten, man. Blagoy Ivanov, he was a prospect. Galir Latifi, Alexi Olenek, most submissions mm-hmm. in heavyweight history. Curtis Blades, everyone said he's going to get taken down and slaughtered. He knocks him out with one of the craziest one-punch stiff knockouts. Cyril Gunn, he lost to for the interim championship, but yeah. he rebounds, beating Chris Dawkins. Who do you think has the edge coming in this fight Derek Lewis with the experience or tied to Ivasa because you think he's he's hotter right now and he's younger uh experience experience plays a big factor um but when you're heavyweight I I really don't think experience comes unless you're Stipe Miocic I don't think I don't think uh experience really like matters um to me I think tied to Ivasa doesn't really have anything to lose like would you say he's 13th ranked yeah he's 11th ranked and he's 14-3 yeah, so I mean, I mean, when when you come in there, um, he's he's gonna have his skids. Um, so I mean, he's he's he hasn't been in here very long, but I mean, Derek Lewis, how how many knockouts does he have? Thirteen in the UFC. It's the most, yeah. I think yeah, that's anybody. crazy. Um, like I said, I don't. I think Ty doesn't have very much to lose. Um, so I think he's gonna go in there, and I think he's probably gonna throw a caution to the wind. Um, it's gonna be a slugfest. Uh, Derek Lewis, I even saw it on the UFC countdown. He he himself said that he's going to go in there and slug, slug it out with him. Um, and I think that's what's going to happen, man. I, me, myself, personally, I want Ty to win just so, I mean, I want to see the shoey, you know, after every single fight. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think I'm leaning towards Ty. I do. And this, I think what makes this fight so huge is that it's a huge fan favorite fight. Both mm-hmm. a lot of people like Derek Lewis, just the way he Houston. talks and, and acts and he's from Houston representing in, in, in Houston as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, last time he fought there, he blamed it being in his hometown, so much pressure. So he wants to rebound back in Houston. I don't know if that's so much true, but tied to Ivasa, the shoey, he's fans of the Nelk boys mm-hmm. getting a big, really going to become the first Nelk boy signed fighter. Yeah. Um, and he's just a fan favorite. So that makes his fight so much more special. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that's dangerous about this fight is Taito Ivasa could be winning all three rounds. And we saw it against Volkov when Derek yep. Lewis was getting beat up 
And it only takes one. I mean, heavyweight, any fighter's one punch, but Derek Lewis is the true definition of a one punch knockout with Curtis Blades, with Volkov. He was getting destroyed that fight. And just one punch is all it takes from him. I think he's the most dangerous one punch fighter in the UFC, and his knockout record speaks for itself. But I really think that if Tui Vasa can land some clean body shots, that's how you beat Lewis. We saw that with uh, multiple people taking out Derek mm-hmm. Lewis, especially Cyril Gon. Like yeah. he either gasses himself out and he's breathing deep. So he knocks one out of him or he just catches a rib and gets cracked. And I think that's the way Tui Vasa is going to have to beat him. He has better cardio. I think we know that. Oh, but yeah. I, yep. think, I think that Derek Lewis is more dangerous. Would you kind of agree with that? Yeah. Um, like I said, when it comes to Derek Lewis, I mean, like you said, Derek, when it comes to Derek Lewis, there's always going to be that, that, ooh, like, you know, clinch to Because, I mean, if he throws something and it lands, the night's probably going to end. Um yeah, Ty probably has the the better gas tank, um, and I think you I think you nailed it right on the head. Uh, I think leg kicks could play a big factor in this. Um, I know we haven't seen a lot of leg kicks from Ty, but I think if he's practiced them, he should use them quite a bit. Because um, Derek's stance, uh, his legs kind of like I don't know I don't even know how to like describe it. Like his legs kind of go out, um, and Cyril used used those leg kicks perfectly. Like laid out the laid out the blueprint how to be uh, Derek Lewis. And I think if Ty can use his range, use his leg kicks and stuff like that, I, th- I think he'll be able to get him out of there. Yeah. And, and just to touch on Cyril Gon, he's like the most, like the way technical. he moves. Mm. Yeah. And technical and the way he moves on his feet as a heavyweight, mm-hmm. it's just mind blowing. Like this, you know, he's, he's a crazy. So uh, Derek Lewis is definitely outclassed and outleveled in that fight. I think you saw it. Derek yeah. Lewis just relies a lot. And I think he even admits it going into training. He just relies on hitting somebody with a heavy yep. punch. But he's just, he's just a dangerous guy, man, no matter how you look at it. But um, my official prediction for this fight, I know you said you wanted Ty, but I, I, I'm going to go. I think Derek Lewis is going to win this fight. I'm going to go with, like, a second-round knockout. Uh, what's impressive to me, though, looking at Ty Tuivasa's fights, is his last four are all TKOs, and they're all three of the four first-round fights. So mm-hmm. heavyweight is always usually first-round ending. Uh, I got Derek Lewis with a second-round knockout. I think Ty Tuivasa's got better cardio and is going to – Put a little bit more pressure on Derek Lewis, but I think Lewis catches him second. What is your official prediction? Um, I don't want to agree with you again, but I think I think I'm gonna agree. Um, my heart says Ty, but my my head says my head says Derek. Um, like you said, there's always that one chance that Derek lands, and when he lands, it's over. Like, and has Derek Lewis ever been uh, knocked out? I don't think he's ever been TKO, but not like knocked out cold. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, but nobody moves like Cyril Gone. So I mean, you know. My heart says tie, but you know, my head says my head says Derek Lewis. So I'm probably gonna go with Derek Lewis. I think he I think he knocks him out in the first round. I do. How how Ty got into that fight with Greg Hardy, if he does it with Derek, it'll be over. Good point. Because Greg Hardy actually kind of caught him and then oh, yeah. Ty Tuivasa rebounded and got him back. So if he gets caught by Lewis, I'm sorry, but I don't yeah. think he's gonna nope. rebound it. He won't be but, any no, no. Yeah. But do you think the winner of this fight deserves a title shot, or would you say that Ty would need another fight or Derek would need another fight? Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, Curtis Blades has been sitting out for a while. Um, I think Cyril Gon's gonna, gonna have something to do with the next title, title contender. Uh, I think, I think if Ty wins, I think he's going to need a few more fights. Uh, maybe just, maybe just one or two more. Just, I mean, cause if he beats Derek Lewis, Derek Lewis is high, high in the ranking. Yeah. So, I mean, if he, if he goes out there, puts on an impressive show, I mean, you know, Dana White. If if that happens, he'll probably he'll probably need either one more fight or he'll probably be next in line for the contender. Hundred percent, I agree with you there. Uh, I think Derek Lewis could be maybe just just an interim or not interim, but just maybe one more fight or a title mm-hmm. shot deserving. 
just depends what's going on with John Jones. You know, mm. we're kind of, we might touch on that a little bit later, but the whole Stephen Miocic situation, he's been out yeah. for a little bit, but if anybody deserves anything, it's Stephen Miocic. Oh, and maybe, maybe set up a John Jones for Stephe fight, or if John Jones is still hanging out, off, Love it. you know, away, maybe Stephe Miocic can fight Cyril Gan. But with that fight being talked about, um, we're going to move on to the main event now. We got a big banger, a rematch between Robert mm. Whitaker. And Israel Adesanya, and I don't know if you'd agree, but really kind of the top two of the division. I feel like they've kind of proven themselves. Would you say yeah. that they're kind of the two best, like, at the division? Yep. Yeah. I think I think both of them are probably, I wouldn't say miles ahead of everyone, but it's just like, I don't mean to bring up anyone else, but I, it's just like Max and, and, and Alex in the featherweight division. There's yeah. no one that even comes close to them. So I think I think uh, Izzy and Robert are probably, probably miles ahead of everyone else. Um, just when it comes to striking and stuff like that and being more well-rounded than everyone else, I think, I think they're miles ahead of everyone. Yeah. Cause I think Whitaker is the type of fighter that he's so well-rounded in everything wrestling. Mm-hmm. He's got some jujitsu and he's got boxing, but Adesanya is not the best wrestler, but he's got some jujitsu and he just, he's just his boxing, his kickboxing. You saw his kickboxing record yeah. and you see his record in, in USC just to touch on it. He started off with a 20 fight win streak transitioning from kickboxing, just the USC where it requires wrestling and grappling so that just goes to show how good of a stand-up fighter Israel Adesanya really is and he's also riding only a one fight win streak but that loss came against the two old light heavyweight at the time yeah Jan Blackowicz so we're, we could kind of disclude that but how do you feel about him stepping up to 205 and taking that fight and losing not not really losing like in impressive fashion just getting mm-hmm. held down like do you think that he should go up again and challenge like whoever the champ is if he beats Whitaker or do you think he should stay in middleweight like how do you feel about that uh sadly I think um his best shot at winning that 205 strap was probably Jan. Um, Cause everyone else, everyone else in the division, like Yuri Prohashka and Glover Teixeira will take you down and they will drown you. And, and Glo- uh, Yuri, Yuri's not to be messed with, man. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I could see Izzy going back up. Uh, if, Cause he says he wants to lap the, the middleweight division, um, which I think he will. Uh, but uh I enjoyed seeing it. Uh, I see him getting held down and everyone saying that uh, that basically the blueprint to beat Izzy now is to take him down, hold him down. But he got beat by a 205er. Like, yeah. and, Jan, and Jan's big on, on fight day. Jan is, Jan is very big, like, like heavyweight type big. So um, I, don't think, I don't think he will go back up. If I think about it, I really don't think he will go back up. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think he's got some fights I don't think he needs to beat Whitaker and go right up if he does. Mm-hmm. What I would like to see, which is not going to happen, is Usman versus Adesanya. I think that's yep. a little bit closer competitive just because, mm-hmm. I mean, even when you look at him, Usman's got the kind of like the width and Adesanya's got the height. So they keep him distance and Usman's going to try and get close and wrestle. But they're such close friends and, the, and I don't think they're going to fight. But since that being said, I think Adesanya still got to beat the winner of Brunson Cannonier. He hasn't fought Jared yet, so if Jared wins. That makes sense. Yep. He hasn't fought Sean Strickland yet. He just beat Jack or Manson, so that's another fight. I think he has to win possibly if he beats those three. Whitaker again, the winner of Jared Cannonier and then Strickland. I say why not go up to two hundred five? But I just don't like you said. I just don't see him beating Glover. I don't think Glover will be champ at the time through all those fights. But I don't see him beating Glover or Jerry or Jan, even if Jan's mm-hmm. champ again. They all have the blueprint to beat him. Take him down, you're heavier, lay on him. It wouldn't be a good fight just because I think it'd be boring. Mm-hmm. But he had his moments in Jan standing up. But kind of back to the Adesanya Whitaker fight, man. How do you like Whitaker's chances in this rematch compared to the first fight? Because he said that Adesanya got a little bit into his head. Do you think he's going to let that happen this time? Or do you think Adesanya just has such a control on him that he's in it again? Uh, I, I don't think I don't think um, Izzy has as much control as people think that he does. Um, 
Robert in his last outing versus what was it, Kevin Gastelum? Yep. He looked he looked really, really sharp, man. Um that one-two head kick combo really, really catches everyone off guard. And I think if I think if he can take Adesanya to the ground, uh, I think I think it'll be a long night for Izzy because I don't think we've seen besides Jan anyone be able to take him down, hold him down. And when he gets taken down, he gets gassed. So uh-huh. if if Rob can keep him keep him on the ground, uh, wear out that gas tank, make him wrestle, and continue to strike as well as Robert Whitaker does, I think I, I think he'll be able to get him out of there. Do you think that Whitaker has the potential to hold Adesanya down? Because I, I think he got him down one time in the first fight, and I could be wrong, but Adesanya got right. It was like it wasn't technically not a takedown, but he got him mm-hmm. to his knees, and Adesanya bounced right back up. Do you think that Whitaker has the strength, being the same kind of weight as Adesanya, to hold him down, or do you think Adesanya is just too powerful and too advanced in what he's doing to make it a stand-up game the whole fight? Uh, I think I think Robert could be able to take him down. Um, if he, if he's able to mix in his striking, mix in his mix in the takedowns, um, not make it too too easy to like be able to keep him, keep him standing. Uh, I think I'll be able to take him down, but like I said, he's got to mix in the takedowns. He's got to mix in the striking. Uh, he can't make it easy for, for Izzy to keep it on the feet. Um, but Izzy, Izzy's perfect. Izzy's takedown defense is very, very good. Uh, we saw it against Marvin Vittori and Marvin Vittori is probably one of the best grapplers besides Derek Brunson in the, in the division. And he was able to keep it standing, and and we even saw a little bit of uh, a little bit of jujitsu from Adesanya in that in that second fight versus Marvin, being able to get off of his back, be able to get into the full guard, hold him down, and stuff like that. It was, I mean, I think I think Izzy's really evolved his striking, evolved his uh, wrestling and jujitsu and stuff like that. And I think both of them, I think it's going to be a scrap, man. I really think it's going to be a scrap. I agree, man. I think that. So my official prediction, let's move on to the official prediction. I mm-hmm. think that I'm kind of with you with the last fight. I'm rooting for Whitaker. I want to see Whitaker de- kind of get that fight back, set up a trilogy fight. Yeah. It would be awesome to see. Finally show Adesanya isn't this invincible guy that everyone's mm-hmm. saying he is. But I really think Adesanya just got his number. I think he's going to be a little closer because he kind of outskilled him the first fight. Yeah. But I really think it's going to be Adesanya winning in the second third. I'll go, th- I think, third round because second round was a little... Uh, too quick last time, so Whitaker survives the round. But I could see this being a decision too. They both yeah. got not terrible gas tanks. Whitaker's got a great gas tank. Mm-hmm. He went two times with Joe Romero, and Adesanya kind of just looked at him the whole fight yeah. against Romero. So if Whitaker can kind of um, pick his fight, he can probably scrap out a decision win. But the saying goes, you got to beat the champ to be the champ. And yeah. I think if those decision, I think Adesanya is going to have the tools to win. But I got Adesanya actually finishing the fight third round. How about you? Uh I think I th- for some reason I'm feeling the fourth round. Uh, I feel like I feel like Izzy. But I think both of them have really good gas tanks. Uh, like you said, Robert. I probably lean towards Robert on the gas tank a little bit more. But I think power probably goes to Izzy for me. Um, and when you get knocked out by somebody, it it kind of changes how you like changes the nerves when you go into that second fight with somebody. And I think that's going to stick with Rob. And he's going to go into this second fight. And I don't think he's going to be. I don't think he's going to be perfect, but I mean, I think, I think Izzy's going to probably take, get him out of there in the fourth round. Um, I think those leg kicks are going to play a big, big factor. And I think, I think the chin's going to be up in the air and Izzy's going to be able to take it. hundred percent. So right now we're three for three in the same picks, but if Adesanya was to retire and he wins this fight and then retire, I don't think he's gonna, but if he was, would you say that Adesanya or Anderson Silva is the middleweight goat of all time? Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva. Anderson? Yeah. Yeah. Anderson, yeah. so what, what are you, Ryan, uh, what was it, a 12-fight win streak or something like that yeah. just in the UFC? 
Yeah, or yeah. had most title defenses, I think, before mm-hmm. Demetrius Johnson tied it. Yeah, yep. Uh, I just don't see uh, – I don't see Izzy being as active as Anderson was. Um, like you said, the 12-fight title win streak is just crazy, absolutely crazy. Um, being able to beat the guys that he was beating. I mean, Adesanya, Adesanya is fighting some really, really good guys. Obviously, the game evolves. Um, wrestling has played more of a bigger factor. Striking has gotten better. But I mean, I think Adesanya has probably fought uh, more competitive fights. But Anderson back then was way ahead of people. Man, he just wasn't be able to wasn't able to be touched. Yeah, and you said it right there. Adesanya has fought in more competitive fights. Mm-hmm. That just goes to show you. I know Silva has more losses. Like he's yeah. got some losses on his record compared to. But I think he fought past his prime. Yep. I think he should have retired a little sooner, especially with his leg injury. Took like three more losses than he needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really think that if he, especially if he would have retired earlier, he would have been known as a go. But I still think he holds the go because of the way he outclassed people in his fights. The yeah. one punch, you know, the, the, some of the names like Chael Sonnen, you know, Forrest Griffin. Forrest some Griffin. of the names, exactly. He beat Chris Lieben when he came out of nowhere. People didn't know who he was, that knockout. Just some of the names that he's beaten compared to Adesanya, which Adesanya, don't get me wrong, has big names, but just not mm-hmm. the same. Yeah. Uh, back in the day when somebody does it first and sets the blueprint and he kind of followed Silva. He even admits it. Like when he, Alessandra fought Silva, it was still a pretty close fight. Mm-hmm. Silva was way past his prime. So um, Anderson Silva, I think would definitely, I agree with you, still the GOAT. But Alessandra, man, if he, if he can get like maybe a great amount of title defenses, tie it or break the record, yeah. we could be talking then. But it, we're yeah. a long way. But to move on, we got the, we're moving on now. That's all the fights for this week's card. Um, next, now we got some big fights coming up. There's three more fights that are big, really coming up. Um, the first one, we're going to start off with a heated rivalry. It's going to be Colby Covington, Oof. the number one ranked welterweight, fighting the number six ranked Jorge Masvidal. Jorge is 35 and 15, a lot more fights than Colby. Colby, 16 and three. So a little bit more professional put together as two of each losses came to Kamaru Usman. Uh, do you think that these guys are fighting for the second best under Usman? Uh, yeah. Um, but to me, uh, Colby, Colby, is probably the number one guy besides Usman. Um, like I said, in other weight divisions, um, there's always that one guy that is right under that title, def- right under that ch- uh, that champion, and is just not able to beat the champion. Um, and I think Colby's that guy. Uh, I think they are fighting for second place because I don't see anyone beating Kamaru. Kamaru will retire before he's beaten again. Unless he goes up and he fights Izzy, no one will beat Kamaru because, I mean, for how – for how scary his striking has been looking and for how good of Colby's striking is and him to be able to TKO Colby in that first fight and then knock him down twice in the second fight. I, it's scary, man. It's very scary how well he's gotten. And I think they are going to be fighting for second place. Um, George got knocked out by Usman. Um, so yeah, I think they are fighting for second place. Now, how about this? I know this is far stretched and we might not see it happen, but what about Kamara Usman versus Hamza Chemaev? Do you think, Hamzat dethrones Usman, or do you think Usman is just, or Hamzat, I should say, is overhyped and Usman destroys him? I don't want to call him overhyped, but I also want to see him fight. I know he's fighting, uh, what's he fighting, Gilbert Burns next? Yep. Um, if he can go through Gilbert Burns like he went through, uh, who was the last guy? I can't remember uh, his name. Lee Jingliang. Yeah, yeah. If he can go through uh, Gilbert Burns for how good his jujitsu is, um, if he can go through him in dramatic fashion, be able to take him to the ground, um, do exactly what he did against the leech, I, th- I think he deserves that title fight because, um, like I said, uh, I mean, I think Colby, Colby's uh, wrestling is like excellent. His, his wrestling besides Kamaru, his wrestling is excellent. He's usually able to drown people, take him into those later rounds um, and then finish him. And 
if if Hamzat can do what he did to Gilbert Burns and then do it to Colby Covington, I I don't see I don't see him having any problem with Usman. I really don't. You literally said it. You couldn't have said it better. You said you don't want to say he's overhyped, but you mm. want to see him fight somebody better. Yeah. You couldn't say it better because he's he has the skills. So you're not overhyped if you come in the UFC and you do to the eleventh rank Legion Liang what you did to him yeah. at the time. And then, but you want to see him fight somebody where everyone says he can dethrone Usman. So let him fight Burns. Let's see how that plays out. And if he beats him the way he kind of had everything on the way he has in people in the past, then he might be the next Khabib and running right welterweight. But yeah. even if he does manhandle Burns. I know Burns hurt Usman, uh, but Usman still beat Burns. So I even if he destroys Gilbert, it is not Usman. Usman is yeah. a different animal than anybody else. Kamzat will fight in this division. So until they fight, which I'm not going to lie, if they fought, I think it would be closer than Usman Covington. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. Oh, if really? Kamzat, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if Kamzat comes away with the win, but that is a fight I'd love to see. If Covington beats Masvidal, Kamzat beats Gilbert, number one contender fight with Colby and Kamzat, that won't happen. Mm-hmm. But I would love to see that happen. Who do you think wins in a potential Hamzat Shemaya versus Kobe Covington fight? Uh Kobe Covington, I think his pace is too much. When he goes in, if he if he goes in there and he fights like he did in the first fight versus Kamaru, if he puts that type of type of pressure on Hamzat and pushes him back against the cage, I don't think, like I said, we need to see more fights out of Hamzat. Um, I me personally, I haven't seen like all of his like earlier fights and sambo wrestling and stuff like that. So I haven't I haven't seen that type of stuff, but I I've never seen this type of like his gas tank. Cause we've all in the UFC. How many, how many punches did he land in the UFC? Like, like two or three right now. And yeah. all of, and he's gotten like four, what three fights now. Um, I think, I think experience, when you think about experience, I think it's going to go to Colby. Um, I think Colby would be able to take him down, hold him down, but Hamzat, he's looking really strong. He's looking really, really strong. So um, I don't know. I would give the slight edge to Colby just from the experience, um, his pace and pressure, his striking. Um, but yeah, like I said, we need to see more types of fights uh, stylistically from Hamzat to be able for me to fully be confident to say that he could take out Colby. I need to see more fights. 100%. I agree with you there. And I think that would be an awesome fight, but let's see him fight Burns first, of course. Mm-hmm. But back on to kind of Jorge Colby. Um, now, of course, they kind of built up a rivalry. They used to be best friends. Um, they're, I wanted to see them become ultimate fighter coaches. I think that would have been awesome, but of course they're not. It's yeah. Juliana Pena and Amanda Nunes now. But um, Kobe comes in, Jorge, do you kind of pick a side? Like, is there somebody you believe more in the case of Kobe treating the coaches wrong, not paying them and leaving, or Jorge lying about the situation and Kobe outworking them? So Jorge's getting jealous of them, or do you think it's just more of like a, just like you don't want to really get involved, or it's like a side you see more real, or like you just don't think you don't care enough to pick a side? Um, uh, when you think about the person that Colby is and when you realize when you realize what he's doing, like is basically just like to sell the fight. He even said it after the fight in the in that Kamaru Usman fight, uh, fight number two. Uh, I think both of them are probably pushing it a little bit more than than what actually happened. Um, I think they're both trying to sell the fight. And I think they both know that um, just like Colby said after the Usman fight, um, I was just trying to sell the fight for you. And I think that's what they're doing. Uh, I do believe there is beef there, but I don't believe it's as bad as people really think it is. Um, Cause Colby, Colby showed, I mean, he's probably, he's probably a nice person out, outside of that facade, like outside of his character, you know, like I said, everyone probably has a character just to sell these fights. And I don't think it's as real as everyone thinks it is. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, to be honest, um, George, George kind of has a little bit, a little bit of a big mouth, you know what I mean? Um, 
but I mean, he, he did a lot of street fights. So, I mean, when you, when you, when you're that good at fighting, um, I guess you can have that type of mouth, but yeah, I, I'm kind of leaning a little bit, uh, more towards Colby. Um, if I'm believing, believing somebody. Yeah. And I think that, I think Colby is, is a persona. I don't, I think he's really a nice guy. You hear so many people say yeah, how mm-hmm. nice of a guy he is outside of it. So I really do think he's putting on this kind of fake persona, but I really do think Jorge's about it. Like he, yep. the way he street came up street fighting and the way he talks, I just think that he means everything he says most of the time, but I still think there's a difference with the fighters level. I mm-hmm. think Colby is like, and maybe I'll be wrong. Miles. Askren, Jorge and the way he knocked him out. Yeah. I think that's one in one in 100 chance of what happened, but I don't know. I, I, I got Kobe. My official prediction is I think Kobe's going to take him to high waters, take him down pretty much within the first minute of the fight. And just almost, if he doesn't finish him first round, just gas him and hold him down and probably went a boring decision. Cause Jorge's tough. To, if you don't knock out Jorge, like Guzman did, you're really, it's tough to finish him. Unless you're yeah. like a great sub artist, you can maybe out sub him outclass him in sub i really think kobe is going to pull a, what khabib did to connor and try to punish him and yeah. that could oh, be yeah. kobe's mistake kobe might make a mistake of just not going for the finish and then getting a crazy knockout happening to him later in the round but i think kobe's going to take him to high high waters probably take him down in this fight we're going to see him take him down like 10 times even more than usman did in the first fight so um but i, I really am excited this is probably the fight i'm most excited for yeah. uh coming up in like the next I don't know, this whole, out of all the fights coming up this year, I'm just excited for this. So my official prediction, Colby wins uh, decision kind of by manhandling in the whole fight. Uh, and that's just, what about you? Um, I think it's going to be a lot, uh, a lot closer in terms of striking. Um, I can't remember who said it, but I know one of the, one of the UFC fighters said that, um, I think it was Tyron Woodley. I think, I think he said that George Masvidal has the, the best striking in the UFC, the best boxing in the UFC. And I could, I can almost completely agree with that. Um, I know we got knocked out by Usman, but him on the feet and not being able to worry about the takedowns, I don't think somebody can beat him standing up like that. Um, but again, I'm sorry. I agree, man. Uh, <laughs> I agree with you. I think, I don't think he, I don't think Kobe will stop it in the first round. I think we'll stop him in the second round. I think he's going to drown him in that first round. And I think there's probably going to be six or seven takedowns from Kobe. I think he's not going to be able to hold him down, but I think he's going to be able to take him down probably six or seven times drain that gas tank of uh jorge because we saw it um we saw it unfold in that in that first fight um if if kamaro really wanted to to fight him and really wanted to keep it standing i think he could have got him out of there in that first fight but i think colby's probably gonna drown him into the second round and i think he'll probably finish it i really do yeah i definitely see colby submitting him i don't see colby winning by knockout no i just don't i don't think he has the power i think he's got the speed and the most uh, just like like the most pace, fastest pace, maybe yep. up there with Usman, maybe even faster than Usman. But I just, yeah, like you said, I see him just taking him down. And why wouldn't you take him down? If mm-hmm. you stand there and box with them, I'm sorry, but you're probably going to get out box, like you said. Yeah. So that's a good, we agree with the, uh, that one as well. Our next fight is another one coming up in the card after that in April. It's going to be Peter Yan, number one ranked versus the champion Aljamain Sterling. And there's so much controversy with that first fight. How do you see that first fight? Do you see that Aljamain was in control like he says he was, or do you really just see Peter Yan was on his way cruising to an easy win? Uh, I, I absolutely not. Uh, Aljamain, Aljamain, I you know I like who Aljamain is. Um, I like his fight style and stuff like that. But Peter Yan, he, it, it was bad. I think I think it was really really bad. Um, I think I think Peter was kind of playing with his food a little bit. Um, I think I think that just me personally, just me personally, but I think that. I think that he was really able to get him out of there. Um, I think, I think Aljamain, you can't really count him out though. Like he has that gas tank. He was able to keep up the pace. 
Um, but he has nowhere, nowhere near the type of power that Peter Jan has uh, nowhere near. And I think, I think Jan through that, um, through that knee, probably out of frustration. I know that he, I know that, that he heard it in the, in the corner. Um, I think these guys just don't like each other. I think these guys just do not like each other at all. And, you know, it, it unfolded how it unfolded. Um, and I, I really don't see anyone probably beating uh, Jan. I don't want to get off track, but besides TJ Dillashaw, and that's, that's the only person I can think that beats Jan. But I think Jan will probably, probably go through this second fight unless Aljamain has completely changed his game plan and completely like worked on his cardio. I know he's had a long layoff and I know what, what was it? His neck or his head that yeah, he had a concussion. Um, oh yeah. Concussion. Then he got yeah. immediately after. Unless, unless he, he somehow takes Jan to the ground. He worked on his, uh, worked on, worked on his takedowns and he's able to take Jan down. I don't see it. I don't see anything going different. I don't see anything going different. hundred percent. Uh, this is the first thing I think I disagree with you on. Not, not this fight. Mm-hmm. I'll get to what I disagree on in a minute. Uh, but Aljamain Sterling, I agree with you here, hundred percent. I think. Do you think, real quick, before I touch on it, that Sterling overreacted and was acting a little bit to get the to get the oh, of course. Or, or do you think of he course. could have fought? That's 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 what makes me believe that. That's what that's what shows me that he was so so far ahead of him in that fight that like he I don't I don't think he wanted to keep fighting. I really don't because there wasn't there wasn't a way that that Aljamain was winning that fight. You're not gonna knock Peter Jan out. It's not gonna happen. You're not gonna be able to take him down. So I mean. He, he was looking for a way out and he found his way out. Obviously, Jan did it himself. And I mean, it's it's pretty much Jan didn't obey the rules and Aljamain took 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 what he got and rolled right. with the championship. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. so the first thing I would say is there's nobody to blame except for Peter Jan. Yep. Because Aljamain Sterling doesn't overreact if you don't throw that knee, right? Yeah, absolutely. So. 100% you got to learn the rules, Jan. I know you're rushing a little bit of a language mm-hmm. barrier, but you still, if you're a Russian fighter, I mean, coming to USA rules might be a little different. You still got to know the rules and what to do and what not to do. And for the coach, a coach to say that, throw the knee, knee, yeah. on, the coach, knee on the ground. You got to be better coaching staff. I don't know if he needs to change coaches, but definitely got to, it's just a learning process. Yeah. Now, as far as a fight goes, Peter Jan was outclassing 100%. Certainly, I think landed, what was it? One takedown only, but that's the blueprint to beat Jan. If you can take him down and hold him down, but that's the problem. Who can hold Peter Jan down? He's so strong. Yeah. He's so strong. And as for as short as he is, that's just how strong he, as he is, man. I just don't see anybody beating him. Now, if TJ Dillashaw was in his prime, I think Dillashaw has a chance. But I don't think Dillashaw has any chance against Peter Jan now. But the one guy I do think can beat Peter Jan is Corey Sanhagen. Corey Sanhagen, yeah. He took the fight on four-week notice, maybe six. He said he was training, but come off a war with TJ Dillashaw, which I thought he won the fight. I did too. I completely agree. Thank you. So, of course, Sanhagen, maybe I'm biased because he's probably my second favorite, first favorite fighter in the UFC. But the fact that Sanhagen went to Peter Jan, took two rounds from, from him, and he has the blueprint to beat him. He's got the length. And in Peter Jan, or Corey Sanhagen was being very aggressive, but he just couldn't handle the power of Jan. Mm-hmm. We saw it a couple of times. But Sanhagen took down Peter Jan twice. He just doesn't have the power to hold him down. So until we see somebody have the power to hold him down, and after seeing what Sanhagen did to Dillashaw, I don't think Dillashaw could beat Jan. Seeing Sanhagen fought Dillashaw than Jan because Jan was a lot tougher for Sanhagen than Dillashaw. And Dillashaw and Jan are the same height. Yeah. Um, and I don't see Jan or Dillashaw beating him, but I do think Sanhagen is the one guy that could dethrone Jan. But Sanhagen's going to have to have a full camp, and he's going to have to learn from his mistakes in that first fight because Peter Jan messes with you in the first round or two. Mm-hmm. At least the first – he knew he – oh, yeah. he got going quicker with Sanhagen because he knew he was, Sanhagen was not going to play around that fight. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I got to get going quicker than what he did against Sterling. But, man, uh, Peter, Peter Jan 
Uh, I see you, TJ. TJ, ah, TJ come on, man. TJ, TJ's a Dillashaw <laughs> fan, so of course he's going to say that. But um, TJ, come on, San Diego won that fight. Oh, he did. Um, oh, he did. But yeah, Dillashaw, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Just I just think that San Diego has a blueprint to beat Jan, but I honestly think that I kind of agree with you. Jan's going to whoop, Dill- I think, Sterling in a rematch. Maybe not as worse as the first one. Sterling will rebound and get better. But may the first round will be close. After that, Jan will rebound and do what he does. But I would love to see a rematch between Sanhagen and Jan down the line. Uh, for me, for me, I really think that uh, I think you hit it right on the head again. Um, Jan, Jan doesn't really play with people in those first two rounds, but he takes the time to analyze, to, to do exactly what pretty much Floyd Mayweather does, analyze yeah. in those first few rounds. One, one and two is usually just him maybe throwing a few jabs, him throwing a few crosses and stuff like that, using the leg kicks. But after that, when he gets your when he gets your timing down and when he gets gets what your game plan is, it's it's pretty much downhill from there. Cause like I said, he uses those first one and two rounds and he's able to analyze what you're doing, what kind of game plan you have, what kind of striking you're using. And like you said, you like I said, you hit it right on the head, man. If there's if there's anyone that can take down um Jan and hold him down, that's the only way you can beat him. That's that's it. Right. Cause you said it earlier, I think Jorge's the best street boxer. And mm-hmm. when it comes to technical boxing, Peter Jan's got to be top three right there with Max Holloway, maybe, du- maybe Dustin or Connor when it comes to technicality, mm-hmm. um, take third. But Holloway and Jan are on kind of on another level when it comes to just straight up boxing, pure technical boxing. Adesanya is there too. I don't even know why I didn't mention Agreed. him. Agreed. Jorge's like a street boxer type. You don't want to, he's dangerous from everywhere, mm-hmm. but these guys are so technical. So I think until somebody can come in and match that, which I don't see anybody in the near future, or it's going to take Peter Jan going up to fight maybe Volkanovski. That would be a great fight. I'd love to see. That'd be crazy. Jan versus Volkanovski, or maybe uh, eventually Jan, I don't think he'd go down. Why would you no. want to go down to 25 no. and maybe go down? But I would rather see him go fight Volkanovski. That would be a great fight. If they were to fight well, Peter Jan and Volkanovski, who do you have winning? That's tough, man. That's tough. Because like I said, um, I mentioned it earlier. Um, Volk, Volk's a savage. Volk is a savage. And, and, when you take Volk down, um, we've already seen that jujitsu doesn't work against him. He's, he's a tank in there, man. He's an absolute tank. Um, for some reason, the striking, I feel like, would still go to Volk. Like, for how, how he beat uh, Max, I, I, think, I, th- I don't think there's another person that can um, keep that output like Max does. And Volk was still able to go in there, use, use all of his – use all of his boxing and he didn't even really take him down in that first fight. I, I don't think he did. At least I don't remember, but he didn't really take him down in that first fight and he was still able to get the W. So I think, I think the weight advantage because uh, Alexander used to do rugby and he was, he was like 200. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. And it's all staying in his legs, man. His thighs are ginormous. <laughs> and like I said, uh, I think I would have to lean towards Alexander Volkanovsky. I would too, because he would be that guy that's strong enough to hold Jan down yeah. if anybody was weighing 205 before, now down to featherweight. He's still cutting a lot of weight down to featherweight. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Peter, but Peter Jan, I think if they were just to stand and box, I really do think Jan would give him a good fight if they were, yep. if this was pure boxing. You're not just going to, no matter how big you are, outbox like Jan like, mm-hmm. uh, very deeply. Like it would take like uh, a very skillful guy like Volkanovski would have to be a lot better at boxing than what he is to, to match Peter Jan, yeah. but they're not the same weight. So the power would get to, uh, Jan and he would probably still out, like you said, out damage him. But yeah. Jan is just Jan's just too small, I think, for Volkanovski. But I still would love to see the fight. It would be interesting, and yeah. I can see Jan maybe winning. But 
I got Volkanovski, which moves us on to our last fight we got to talk about. Alexander Volkanovski versus Korean Zombie, which will be the main event. This is Jan Sterling. Um, Chan Sung Jung is 17-6. Uh, and six. Volkanovski is 23-1. and one. And Volkanovski was on his uh, 20 fight win streak. And that's just crazy. Like, mm-hmm. the, the kind of fighter Volkanovski is, the kind of damage he puts up at 45. He's just coming down from 205. We kind of already talked about it. Yeah. I think he's fought. I think he's fought better fighters than Chan Sung Jung. So I re- what do you think about this fight when it comes to Korean Zombie? Do you think Zombie deserves this fight? Because he's only coming off a, I believe it's a one-fight win streak right now. And he's kind of lost to some, like, Yair Rodriguez. I yeah. know he lost to, he's lost to some people that, uh, you know, I maybe would give Volkanovski a better fight. Uh, I think I think the thing about uh, the Korean Zombie is uh, featherweight is probably, to me, the most exciting uh, division in the UFC right now. We have TKZ, uh, Yair Rodriguez. Yair Rodriguez finally getting out of that, getting out of his slump and finally fighting again. Um, Max Holloway, um, Brian Ortega, all those, all those big names in that, in that, uh, in that division. And the Korean zombie has fought all of them. And I mean, like when you think about it, he lost to Brian Ortega, but he gave him a good fight. Uh, I mean, he was, he stuck with him. Uh, Brian Ortega is very technical and we didn't even really see him go to the ground really either. And that, that's, what's even crazier to me. Um, he was able to keep it standing and I don't know if I'm honest, I really don't think that the Korean zombie honestly deserves this. I think it probably should have been Yair for how good of a fight that he gave to Max Holloway. Um, I would have given it to Yair if he was healthy and if he was able to take that fight. Um, but yeah, to be honest, I really think uh, Korean zombie should be in that fight. Um, and I also seen something from Volkanovsky. It was like, it was something on Twitter. It was like uh, that Max will like try to run from him and trying to get the backup fight instead of fighting him so that he's preparing for the Korean zombie. Ah, come on, man. Like <laughs> Max doesn't run from everyone. No. no. And, but the one thing I will say about TKZ, no matter who he loses to, is he's the type of fighter that's any place, anywhere, anytime. Absolutely. He steps up to fight everybody. Like who has he not fought? Mm-hmm. Like he fights everybody. And, and, and it's interesting as to see what, what, happened with cater and jikadzi like yeah. that's just that shakes up the division because everybody thought jiga was the next man and cater kind of just ran through him holloway ran through cater you know zombie lost to yair yair lost to holloway so it's just like it's really just a ghost to show you how we said it earlier volkanovsky, styles make fights too yeah 100 yeah. styles make fights and volkanovsky and holloway are i just think so far ahead of everybody ortega's a close third but everybody else is kind of just down and i think zombie's going to get outclassed this fight outworked out strength i got volkanovsky win this fight any way it goes yeah but, but korean zombie is a, is a threat on submissions too how do you feel uh i don't know um you mentioned submissions and again i gotta bring up the brand ortega fight i there's not a better jujitsu artist in that division to me besides brian ortega and when he gets your neck it, it's over. It's usually over. I mean, I don't think he full once you watch it back, once I watched it back, I don't think he fully had that that full amount of the the can't even remember. Uh guillotine. Yeah, the guillotine. I can't even, I don't think he really had it, but I mean for how good it was in, I don't I don't think he should have been able to get out of that. I there was like two two moments in that fight where it was a triangle choke and then the guillotine. And those are those are submissions you don't get out of with Brian Ortega. And I don't think I don't think the Korean zombie is going to be able to take down Volkanovsky. And the, the only reason that uh, they were on the ground in the first place was because Volkanovsky got caught and just slipped and then they went to the ground. And I don't think anyone's going to be able to take him down. I really don't. Yeah. And I definitely don't think Korean zombie will, but 
Korean Zombie is going to stand there and bang with bang with him. It's going to be a banger fight, but I see Korean, Korean Zombie has more of a droppable chin or mm-hmm. uh, glass chin than Volkanovski, I would say. But yeah, man, to kind of touch on that, that triangle is deep. The Genesee was deep. And so I don't, deep. oh man, like Volkanovski has to be, we said about Jan, the toughest in the division. Like yeah. H- Holloway is, is like, the best boxer, pure boxer, and, and maybe mentally, but well, there's no one tougher in that division than Volkanovski, man. I just feel like Volkanovski is, is going to take, other than Holloway, it's going to take just someone, like we said with Jan, to match his strength and just come up. And I, but who's gonna come? Who's gonna weigh two hundred five pounds going all the way down to you know forty five? It's just that's crazy to me. But I really do feel like um, that Korean Zombie is gonna get outclassed. But how do you feel about the Max Holloway uh, Volkanovski? Was it the second fight? First fight, I think Holloway thought he won, but it was unanimous decision. Was unanimous, I thought Volkanovski yeah. won. I yeah, agree. And the second fight was split, and I thought Max Holloway won the fight. So as you as a Max Holloway fan, how did you feel about that? Uh, when I first when I first watched the fight. Um, it was like, I was shocked, like, uh, um, for how good Max was in those first and second rounds. Um, it was just, it was just perfect by him. I think he not, I think he knocked him down. What was it twice? I think he knocked him down twice. And I think that really like sealed the deal for me. But like, like we said, man, Volkanovsky is just like the Terminator, man. When, when he analyzes in those first few rounds and when he's able to keep his timing down, I think, the fourth and the fifth round for Volkanovski are always his best rounds just because he has that gas tank and he's able to keep that power all the way throughout the fight. The thing about Max, Max is just pace and pressure, just pace and pressure throughout the entire fight. And he, I don't think he's able to back up uh, Volkanovski like he did like Brian Ortega and stuff like that. Um, like he's, like I said, man, you, you can't really put it a different way. Uh, Volkanovski is just, just, a man made of like steel dude like he's able to yeah. he's able to keep his keep the distance man he's able to keep his foot down not get pushed back against the fence and i, I like I, like we said man there's gonna be there's gonna have to be somebody that's perfect in wrestling perfect in jujitsu perfect in striking and they're gonna have to come up fast because i don't think volkanovsky is gonna reign very much longer i don't think he's i don't think he's gonna stay around in 145 as long as people think he will do you think that i didn't even mention him to beat would have a chance against Volkanovski because he might be the only other one that matches yeah. Ortega's type jujitsu kind of level. Like people were saying he could work over Khabib and, and, and do things with him in practice. So he thinks a beat is the next man, but we also saw him fighting Cater. He mm-hmm. dominated the, and slowed down and he did not want that fight to be a five round fight. And where has he been lately? Like after that, yeah, fight, after that, he's disappeared. Like no one's talking about him really anymore. And he gasped in that third round against Cater. And if that would have been a five round fight. He would have lost that fight. Nope. In my Absolutely. But Absolutely. How do you think he matches up. Do you think he's working on cardio? I know he said he has some health problems going on right now. That might be why he's out, but I feel yeah. like it's been so long. Like, do you think he has a chance against Volkanovski or what? Uh, I don't know, man. Um, Sabit, Sabit's per- like very, very well-rounded. And it's, it's crazy how well-rounded he is. Um, and it's, it's sad that he, um, that he wasn't able to like fully showcase like his skills and stuff like that. Um, I know he's been out for a really, really long time. Um, like you said, he's got, he's got a bad gas tank. Uh, and I think that is what he's working on. I think, I think that is exactly what he is working on. I think he's going to perfect his craft and I think he will come back. Um, but I don't know, man, uh, Volkanovsky, his takedown defenses. Uh, has anyone taken him down besides Chad Mendes? Volkanovsky, I do not think so. Um, and Chad Mendes is probably one of the best grapplers in, in the division. And I don't even think he was able to hold him down. So, um, like I said, 
I don't know, man. I, I don't think he'll be able to take down Volkanovsky. His, his takedown defense is way too good. His striking is way too good. Um, I, I hate to say it, but he's just miles ahead of everyone, just like Max, dude. Um, there's just not another person. I think the only person that, like, if they can work their way up, um, I have two people, uh, Brian Ortega and um, Calvin Cater. Those are the two, the only two people. Uh, Calvin's got a chin made of iron, man. He, he you yeah. can't put him out. You can't get him out of there. Um, but like I said, I don't know. I don't, I don't see anyone beating uh, Volkanovski anytime soon. Yeah. And I think about Volkanovski and Holloway, I very, I very rarely say this. I would probably, I would pay every pay-per-view to see them just, just those two fight 10 times in a row. Yeah. I mean, you, you very rarely, I said that about Covington Usman. I think I say that about these two. Because they're just so far ahead of everybody, and so is Usman and Covington. I guess we'll see with Masvidal, but I feel like mm-hmm. just so are those two. So this is one of the few uh, our divisions I'd see the two top fight almost every time. Uh, but that kind of closes our, our six-fight discussion. Is we like to end it, this with like a topic you want to choose? Is there anything last kind of minute top fighter? It could be a fight coming up. It could be anything. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, I kind of want to – do you think – I have a question. Um, do you think John Jones is the GOAT, or do, who do you have in the GOAT spot? I want to know. That's a good question, man. If John Jones didn't have that no contest and didn't have some of the stuff off, I know, I know you really shouldn't count things that are off the fighting into into his record. But to me, it makes it a little bit easier to put Khabib at the go. And I, I, I've argued myself on it for, I argued myself on it for so long. But hear me out. I argued myself on him being the go for so long because. He didn't fight as good as competition as GSP or John yeah. Jones or Anderson Silva. And I'm an Anderson Silva. That's my favorite fighter ever. Like, that's what got me into him. Yeah. But I still got to put – the way Khabib fought everybody in dominating fashion. I know, like, his first 14 fights were in Russia, three of them, like, the same day type things. But, but yeah, Silva – I see that, DJ. Yeah, Silva is my favorite fighter. But, yeah, I got to give it to Khabib, 29-0, and 0, fighting his last fight without uh, his dad. The way he beat – it's not – it's not – him being 29 now it's the way he got to being 29 now there wasn't really besides glycin to bow yeah and connor i think connor took a round or two maybe maybe i think just a round it just uh, he's only lost one round yeah and to bow i think was the only close fight he ever had in his life really and just the way he dominated people 29 and no i think i would really would like to see him win one more fight but his you don't it's you know the situation happened with his dad prayers yeah. up to him that situation but yeah you just don't see that so I got to put him at the go, man. It, it, it's close. I would say John Jones is number two, though, man. I got Jones number two, but just because the off the off the off the air stuff that happened and the no mm-hmm. contest and the way he he did it, he did dominate. I would say that, but he had a lot more closer fights than Khabib. So who would you have as the go? Um, like you said, um, I don't like to bring in like the the off the grid stuff like from John Jones. Um, personally, me, I I I do believe that he lost against um, what's his name, light heavyweight. No. Oh, oh, John Jones. Talking about John Jones. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, Dominic Reyes. Dominic Reyes. Yeah, yeah. yeah he definitely. I, I think he definitely lost that fight. Um, I think. And Tiago Santos, the guy who yeah, tore, yep. tore like his MCR two things in his leg, and he still almost beat you, John Jones. Yeah. Like, what, what was going on? And it's it's crazy though. It's crazy though, because I mean, you could we can say all that, uh, but I do think John Jones is probably the. I don't think there's gonna ever be a John Jones again. I don't think we're ever gonna see somebody come into the UFC, take over the division and be able to take over the division in that sort of fashion. Besides Habib, I mean, you could say Habib, but John Jones is probably one of the most uh, well-rounded uh, fighters that I've probably ever seen. Like yeah. um, just to be able to wrestle how he does and stuff like that. I, I just don't think we'll be able to 
be able to see somebody like that again. Me personally, I do think John Jones is the GOAT. To bring up Khabib, Khabib is very, 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 very good. Uh, I mean, we're never going to, like I said about John, we're never going to see anyone be able to take over, take over a division like that ever again. Um, he dominated every aspect of the fight every single time that he fought. Um, being able to go up against Justin Gaethje, and, and it was the hardest division. Like everyone says that lightweight is probably the, the biggest division to like reign just because it's, it's lightweights. Like it's always got the biggest names, uh, Conor McGregor, Benil Daryush, um, Islam Makachev, all those big names are in lightweight and Habib just came in and just ran through all of them. Didn't any, and he really didn't struggle either. He really didn't struggle. The only person that's really caught him, I guess you could say is, um, what's that guy's name? I'm sorry. <laughs> um, okay. Is it about? No, it was, it was, I'm talking striking. Um, oh, Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson. Yeah. The only person that's ever really caught him is Michael Johnson. And I guess you could say Dustin kind of clipped him a few times, but um, yeah, man, he ran through that division. It was, it was just perfect to see. I, I really yeah. wish, I really wish Charles would have got into the division a lot yes. higher into the division um, when Habib was there. Cause I think that would have been a lot closer than people think. Um, and I kind of do have a slight edge going to Charles just from just from his comebacks and stuff like that. But yeah, man, I wish I wish that Habib could have stuck around towards towards Charles, and yeah. that would have been a good fight. And I think that when you it's hard to compare people that aren't same weight class. Uh, it's easier to compare people like that are same weight class talking about who's the goat than it is like when they're opposite because they're just so different and yeah. fighting different people, different things. But yeah, I, I you can definitely make arguments for Khabib being better and, and John being better and GSP being the best, Anderson yeah. being the best, Demetrius Johnson even the, being the best. They're all up there, man. It's it's great. Like like we said, styles make fights and they're all fighting yeah. different people. They're all yeah. fighting different people. Like like even even those people, even the the lower weight classes, even the women's weight classes and stuff like that. Like how how they're dominating down there. Um, and those type of weight classes, you could even like mention them as goats, but it, it's all just weight classes and it's, it's all just individual stylistically yeah. like fights and stuff like that. Definitely. And another person I would also just touch on just what is, I like to see to fight Khabib was Tony Ferguson, man, that fight just, oh, dude, never four times they scheduled it. It was just, that fight was just not meant to happen, man. And of course now seeing what happened to Tony's last kind of three fights, it kind of probably would have been the same thing, but in the prime man, Tony would have gave him a lot better fight than anybody mm -hmm. else. He was comfortable off his back. He was comfortable in jujitsu, comfortable on the ground. And, you know, you weren't going to get in Tony's head. Everybody was probably going in the fight, scared of Khabib. And Tony yeah. generally wasn't, you don't scare Tony. Care. So. Yeah, he didn't how do you care. feel about, yeah. How do you feel about if Khabib would have fought Tony in the prime? Do you think Khabib would have manhandled him? No, I, 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 me, me personally, I'm a big Tony fan. Um, In my opinion, I think Tony would have beat him. I don't think, um, I think, I think he probably would have drowned Habib. I think Habib wear down in that uh, Connor fight. And it was just mainly striking, uh, especially in that third round. I think, I think he definitely gassed in that third round. And I think he was trying to, I think he struck more just to like use, uh, use his gas tank and be able to manage his gas tank. Uh, but I think Tony would have beat him. I really do. We didn't see a lot of people that were able to, like you said, to get into Habib's head. I mean, uh, into Tony's head and Tony was, so good off his back. We saw it against Kevin Lee. Um, and then he destroyed Donald Cerrone. That 12 fight win streak. We're never going to see something like that again, man. It was, I, I feel like, I feel like the UFC robbed him so much of that fight. And I think, I think he was the most deserving every single time, every single time they tried to schedule it, he was the most deserving. And I think, I don't think Habib wanted that fight. I really don't. 
I'm going to be honest. I don't think Habib wanted that fight. I think, really? I, think that was, I think that's the one person that Habib didn't want to fight. I mean, you see yeah. how Tony trains, man. That means that man's an animal. And yeah. I don't think Habib wanted that fight. Just I agree, man. Ferguson's honestly, I, I probably would have rooted for Ferguson over Khabib 100%. But it's just hard to say. Like, I, I just, Khabib has like the type of yep. personality. Just like he, he'll fight anybody, man. I just think he goes in every fight thinking he's truly going to dominate. But Ferguson, man, like you said, that's the one person I think. I wouldn't say Khabib was scared of him or didn't want no, it necessarily, no, but no, I would no. say that he was like, he was putting doubts in it. The first fight of the really, he had doubts. He was yeah. like, okay, I know this is going to, I know this is going to be a fight. I don't think he had any doubts against Connor. I really thought he just knew he was nope. going to mop the floor with him. And he knew Connor could probably outbox him if they boxed. And that's one of the edges I would give to Jones and the GOAT is Jones is more well rounded than Khabib. Yeah. But Khabib, Khabib was a more dominant fighter, but Jones just was as much. But yeah, those fights to, but it goes to Silva too. Jones may be fighting past his prime against Reyes and Tiago Santos. Maybe he's out of his prime a little bit, but still. Jones is only home. Jones is only like 34, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, true. I wouldn't say out of his prime, I guess, but yeah. just all the stuff he handles outside of the no, octagon. I know. Yeah, and yeah. then, to, yeah, to kind of come back in and fight Reyes and fight Santos. I really think he was at his highlight prime. I guess, yeah, not 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 really out of his career, but I would say prime years when he fought yeah. DC and, and, you know, Gustafson and stuff. But yeah, man, that was uh, definitely, this was a great, great podcast man yeah, i'm man. glad that got to get you on this podcast man Talk i appreciate you guys having me on definitely man and we'll have to get you on more in the future bro so if there's anything you want to talk about or mention real quick before we end it you can go ahead and last topic or anything oh uh, man i think we really covered it um i just want to know your goat uh did you really say like who, who you thought was it habib yeah habib um yeah i can i can i can kind of agree obviously like you said we can make we can make um assumptions about who we think um yeah. there's always so many people that people are going to bring up anderson silva uh gsp john jones habib all of them um to me like i said i think it's john but yeah man i appreciate you guys having me on man i wish i wish tj i wish i could have seen him um yeah we'll get nah, you man. back on we'll get you back on the future for sure man because there's a lot of ufc stuff and we got some other buddies that we, we might want to do like a daily ufc pie we'll just get a bunch of people keep coming back and do like uh you know ufc talk but uh this was a good one definitely and um, out of all the six fights we did talk about, just last question to end it, what is the one you're looking forward most to? Um, I don't know. Um, probably the probably the Jorge Masvidal and Colby Covington. I think I think it's I gonna be agree. a brawl. I think it's gonna be a brawl, man. Um, I think a close second is probably gonna be Izzy and Robert. Um, mm-hmm. but I think I think Colby and 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 Jorge are probably gonna take fight of the year. Just I think they're gonna slug cool. it out. I do. I think they're going to slug it out. I think it's going to, that first round is going to be takedowns and slugging the entire round. So, and I, I don't think they're going to take any time to, to feel each other out. I think it's going to get, they're going to go right at it. So. Definitely. This has been down the road's podcast, everybody. We thank you guys for tuning in. If you made it this far, uh, there'll be more podcasts coming in the future. Thank you guys and peace. Yeah, I appreciate it.